You are listening to Soul Work with San, where we believe your soul is worth the work. Now we're on a collective journey to lead, live, and love better, and I'm so happy you're here with us. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the one practice you need to heal your soul if you're exhausted, overworked, stressed, or restless. Is that you? That's been me. It's all good, because we've got the answer today. So, you ready? Let's work. There's something to be said about work and rest and our connection to God, right? Like if we look at the creation story, we'll see that God took six days to work, to create, and to build But then he took a day to rest. Imagine that. Like, think about it for a second. God rested. Well, if he can do it, why aren't we? So I'm going to share my story real quick. Coming up, we weren't taught about Sabbath as a spiritual practice. Like, I remember growing up, we I told the story already. I come from um, a Jamaican background. Book, book, okay? Uh, My parents are Jamaican. I grew up, was born and raised in a Jamaican church. Uh, we would have rallies. Y'all remember rallies? There was a legit song called We A Rally, We A Rally, We A Rally. Oh, don't you know the money must come. When I tell you the hilarity, the beauty of those times, but guess what? Here what? as we would say. Did we not raise those funds? Anyway, I'm on a tangent. Let's get back to the show. We weren't, we weren't taught about Sabbath, right? Like when I think of the word Sabbath as a kid, I genuinely thought it was a word that only applied to Jewish people or Seventh-day Adventists. Now, sure, you'd have Sundays for church. We would know that. But for many of us, and especially if you're in ministry or you're an active volunteer, church can end up feeling like work. So imagine working five days, maybe you've got one day off to run all these errands. And then the day that you're supposed to quote unquote Sabbath, you actually end up working even more. So I know for me, that was our experience. Like there'd be days we'd legit spend hours in church for services and meetings and things like that, only to come home on a Sunday night. We'd feed the kids, we'd bathe them, throw them in the bed, and then crash into the bed ourselves, only to wake up Monday to start another fast paced week all over again. Like, is that the pace that Jesus wants us living on, though? So I get it. We're, we're all busy. We're moving and we're shaking. And yet with all of that movement, our souls are stretched and stagnant. So what gives, fam? Like, how do we fix this? And this is where the practice of keeping Sabbath comes into play. Now, let's define it first so I don't lose anyone. Um, the word Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat, S-H-A-B-B-A-T, I believe is how it's spelled. This word simply means to stop. Now, encompassed in that meaning are four tenets of the Sabbath that we're going to go through in a second. But first, Jesus. Ain't he wonderful, y'all? And he's always getting, this wonderful Jesus is always getting into trouble with the Pharisees. They just don't like him. 
Now, I won't give you an in-depth story time like last week, but what I do want to do is give a shout out to Mark 2, verses 23 through 27 right quick. Now, this is where Jesus and his disciples, they're going through the grain fields and the disciples begin picking heads of grain because these guys, they're following Jesus, they're rocking with him, but they're hungry. So this is a reasonable move, right? But you know, them Pharisees aren't one for reason. They prefer rules over reason. So they confront Jesus on some, uh, excuse me, why are your people's out here violating the law on the Sabbath, no less? So Jesus, being the rabbi, scholar, and teacher of the law that he is, he reads them deliciously. But it's the very end of the passage that's most poignant here for me. He tells them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the son of man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. Now, I know the Pharisees are hot because here's Jesus once again, not only bursting their false doctrine bubble, but he's referring to himself again as the Messiah by calling himself the son of man. He had time for them that day. Okay. Now, chapter three continues with even more reads of Jesus and them daggone Pharisees. When you get the chance, check it out. It is so rich and juicy. Like Jesus gets downright angry in that chapter. But let's get back to the focus of his words in chapter two. The Sabbath was made for man. Yeah, like God modeled it in Genesis two when he rests. This is actually, to me, I found it to be a powerful leadership principle here, right? Like if you want to see something done in others, do it first yourself. God is the ultimate leader. But but back to Mark 2, the Sabbath was made for man, not for any denomination or for any one particular group of people. No one is shunned from it or entitled to it. Sabbath is an invitation to trust, Now, we've heard this expression that preparation is an act of faith. Well, if it is so, then practicing Sabbath is an act of trust. It's your decision to stop toiling and hustling and grinding and trying to control things out of your control so that you can just be, be who you are, fully known, fully loved by God. Like, fam, can you imagine what happens, not just when you get a day off, because that's not Sabbath, but when you take a day to stop and you simply rest in God and his beauty and his goodness and his splendor. No performing, no pretending, no fighting for rights or sticking up for yourself. You're simply delighting and resting in Jesus. Now, I'm not trying to wax poetic here, I promise you, but let me ask you this. What would be the best, most life-giving day for you? For me, that's my definition of a holiday. Like I think of our past two Christmases have been amazing. Here's the thing. What if you could repeat that kind of moment, sentiment, and joy every single week? What is stopping you from having a day like that? Now, the late Eugene Peterson Uh, He has this quote about Jesus that I absolutely love. He said this, Jesus wasn't so much handing out information as he was reshaping our imaginations. And that's exactly what he did, even with something like practicing the Sabbath. Now, where I'm from, a day at church could be just that, a whole full day. But did you leave with your soul refreshed? And is that the only way to honor the Lord's day? 
So what if instead of looking at Sabbath from the concept of here's what you can and cannot do on this day of the week, what if we reshaped our imagination towards it? Because here's the thing. Sabbath is a day of yes, not of no. So here are the four things that you're saying yes to. Segway. Number one, stop. Stop what, son? I'm so glad you asked, fam. Stop work. Like close the laptop, push them emails away. And I already know you didn't had enough of all the Zooms. Now, some go as far to say like, They don't even wash dishes on the Sabbath. That's totally up to you. And another view that I heard that I found really intriguing, some people, they don't even intercede. Yes, they pray, but only from the form or the stance of thanksgiving because they view intercession as a form of work. And if you know any true intercessors, you know that these be the facts. It is work. So for some people, they choose to not do anything that looks like work. Whatever that is, that's between you and Jesus. So they stop work. So the first thing we stop is work. The next thing we stop is want. Yo, consumerism is eating our souls for breakfast. There's this stat that over 93% of people pick up their phones as soon as they wake up in the morning. It is the first thing they do. And what happens when we open it up? We are inundated with ads and messaging that says you don't have enough, you are not enough, but you need this, then you'll be happy. Now on Sabbath, you say no to that and yes to stopping the scroll. Now here's my disclaimer. You know we've been rocking enough. You know I give those. I am not saying don't be on your phone on Sabbath. That is totally up to you. The filters by which you Sabbath are simply by asking these two questions. Does this bring me rest or joy? And is this worship? Only you and Jesus can answer that one. Cool? Cool. Now let's keep saying yes. Number two, rest. Um, Is say yes to the rest too corny or not? Nah? It, it doesn't matter. I said it. <laughs> the whole point is rest is key. Now let's start with the physical fam. You need a nap. I got four lovely children because nobody was praying and Rufus kept playing. Amen. But let me tell you, when these kids get sleepy, they're whining. The tantrums occur. Now, my son, he gets really giggly. But my girls, oh, listen to me. When my five-year-old has had enough of herself, she comes to me in tears. Mommy, I'm so tired. And I happily usher her right on in that bed. You hear me? Fam, what makes us think that changes when we're adults? It don't. When we're tired, our soul is exhausted, our mind is running on fumes and rushing at the same time, we're not good to ourselves and certainly not to nobody else. It's crazy because we're always talking about being our best selves. You will never be your best self exhausted. That's on uh, period. Mary had a little lamb and curry chicken and white rice. Here we go. Sometimes you don't need another thing other than a hot bath, a warm bed and some cool sheets. And I promise you, if you like what a hot bath, a warm bed, cool sheets, that makes total sense. Trust me. Get up in that bed. Let you flip that pillow over. Whoosh. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Here's the thing. Sabbath invites you to slumber. There's no scorecard. You don't have to keep up with anybody or anything. Just lay down, friend. You'd be surprised what happens to your soul when your body gets enough rest. So be sure to create space for your soul to rest too. 
Now, Sabbath is not the day to problem solve. It's not the day to rehash wounds or rethink the convo you had with your funky coworker last week. I'm not saying avoid this stuff. I'm saying save it for the next day. The purpose of Sabbath is to bring life back into your soul after six days of toiling and work. So you don't have to take that call. You do not have to respond to that text. You don't have to attend the meeting. Call it a no stress Sabbath. And with that, let's keep saying yes. Number three is delight. Oh man, I love this one. Sabbath is a day that's built for joy, fam. Like imagine waking up after sleeping in and whether you're single, married, have kids, empty nesters, it doesn't matter, but you get up and then you have your favorite meal. You listen to your favorite music. You then lounge around your home in your favorite PJs, reading your favorite book, or you leave to meet up for brunch with your favorite friends. Are you catching the trend here? (laughs) Like, I'm not saying that everything has to be your favorite every Sabbath, but I am saying pursue what delights your soul. John Mark Comer shares this principle that he learned about it. It's called pleasure stacking. It's where you reserve the best parts of what brings you joy just for this day. Come on, y'all. Imagine with me for a bit what the end of your night looks like after you have stopped to rest and delight in what brings you joy. Yo, friendly reminder, this is a biblical principle. Like, look at God giving us the space to rest with joy. Fam, to quote the great Miranda Curtis, who wouldn't serve a God like this? Like he designates joy as a part of your sanctification process. This part right here, this part needs to be talked about more because we love lingering on holiness, but you can't fully walk in holiness without joy, period. I had to do it that way, guys, I'm sorry. So here's the response, like, thanks, God. And speaking of thanks, let's keep saying yes. Lastly, and this is with great intention, lastly, it's worship, Now, here's why. A few writers on this topic, including Ruth Haley Barton, masterful, um, among other people, they write about the process of the soul coming back to itself just like this. Nancy Guthrie, she refers to the practice of Sabbath as pushing away from the table of the world. Ooh, I love that. So if we're away from the world's table for the day, where do we go? Well, we feast at the Lord's table. And it's where we've stopped all the doing, rested our bodies and minds, and delighted in the beauty and pleasure of God's goodness to us. We do that so that we can cultivate a heart of gratitude that moves us to worship. Now, worship is not just hands raised and tongues. Don't get me wrong. That matters, but it's deeper than that. There's a shift that happens in the soul when after a long week of ups, downs, fears, triumphs, taunting, constant conversation and consumption, after that kind of week, to be able to stop the scroll and take a minute to reflect on the goodness of the Lord while trusting that you can even stop in the first place because he's got it in control. That'll give you the posture of a grateful child that knows that she's loved that knows that he's loved and your response to this truth. See, this response comes out of a rested soul. That's going to be worship. 
So if you've ever found yourself wondering, what's going on with my relationship with the Lord? Like it just feels different. It feels out of sorts. I can't quite put my finger on it. Perhaps, just perhaps, it's a suggestion. Maybe it's time to take a day away to be with him in this way, trusting that he will take care of you enough that you and your soul can rest. Imagine that. Stop, rest, delight, then you worship. I'm going to close right here and I'll tell you what Sabbath is doing for the Pope crew. But before I start that, I want to give this one uh, quick tip. Start where you are. To be clear, start where you are. This is not an act of perfection. It's practice. If you're unable to get a full day of Sabbath in, take a half day. Take a few hours. We're parents of four kids, nine and under. So we totally understand how hectic it can get when running your home and just trying to keep up with everything. Now, one idea that I read about was having specific toys for Sabbath or certain books um, that that's, you know, designated for the day, specifically for your kids. That gives them something to look forward to for the day. Um, And it also might give you a little extra time to be with yourself, just to be quiet. Another practical approach is switching off with parenting or even with friends. So perhaps, you know, one parent or one friend comes by, they can watch the kids for a few hours so you can get some alone time and then you switch off. That way you can go and read or nap or cook or play, whatever it is. You can take the kids for a walk or let them watch movies about the Jesus story. Like this is a great time to get creative from a place of yes, not of what you cannot do. And the Lord is going to guide you in what works best for you and your family. So that's a few tips that may be useful for you. Also, no, it does not have to be on Sunday. For some people, Friday is a better night because Sunday is more of a ministry-filled day than it is a rest-filled day. And for others, maybe Thursday is more your jam. Again, the priority is taking the time, no matter what day you do it. Now, in my study of this, though, I did find that traditionally Sabbath starts in the evening with dinner as this sort of celebratory moment. And it symbolizes our trust in God that we begin our day by resting in him. And that's actually how the ancient Jewish mind view their days. So typically for Western culture, our days start in the actual day, like morning. Okay. Even though midnight starts the new day, the morning is how we view a new day. But for the Jews, it starts in the evening from a place of rest. And I just thought that was a really dope fun fact. So I'm sharing it. Okay. It's the podcast. So yeah, for us, we're slowly but surely making this practice a staple in our home. Now, sometimes we can make it the whole day. Other times, not so much. But I will say this. Every time we take the time, we leave refreshed. Fam, in this wild and fast-paced culture that we're in, do your soul a favor and practice Sabbath. Now, let me say this one piece. There's a ton of controversy surrounding the topic of Sabbath. Matter of fact, that passage, Mark 2, that I quoted earlier, that's been used as evidence not to practice it. Now, the scholars, they're very much divided on this issue. And I think that's why I didn't hear more about it as a kid growing up, because it appears to be a practice designated for a different faith group than my own. But again, in Genesis 2, after six days of creating, problem solving, and working, God rested. You hear me? God rested. So if God can rest, so can we. And even Jesus practiced the Sabbath. 
Now, granted, he did much of his healing and miracles on the Sabbath. You'll see that all throughout the Gospels. But that's the entire point. He was showing us that it's not about the no. It's not about the rules. And that's not to say that all rules are wrong, but those rules were oppressive. And that is not the gospel. I'm going to say that again. Oppression is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. So it's not about rules. It's about the rest for Sabbath. And so while I get and respect the pushback and the difference that comes from uh, um, my grandmother would call the word controversy, controversy, that kind of topic like Sabbath, you know what I always say about this stuff, right? Kindly argue with your mom, bidding you peace with love. (laughs) Fam, the Lord in his kindness and goodness and mercy towards us, he gave us a model of what a flourishing, healthy, and at peace kind of life looks like. It's Jesus. I'm going to say this every time. If we want the life that he had, we got to do the things he did. That's what disciples do. Now, I'll leave you with another Eugene Peterson quote, but this time it's the message translation of Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. Listen to the word. This is Jesus talking. Are you tired? Worn out, burned out on religion, come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And the word of the Lord is blessed. Fam, that is our show today. Really, really grateful that you've been with me. Now, if you're looking for more, soulworkwithson.com is the website. Son Pope is the IG. I would love to connect with you. Now, if this episode blessed you, will you share it with a friend, please? And you can also subscribe for more free episodes delivered freely to your device each week. Now, leaving a review, it helps spread the news of the show. If you do that, I'd be most grateful. Thank you, please. Let's heal together, fam. This is our journey. Remember, you're only going to hear one of two statements on that fateful day. Well done or depart from me. Let's live accordingly. Love you. Talk soon.